What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And Sundays at noon here on KCAA 1050 AM and 106.5 FM. You're on board KCAA's Inland Talk Express. KCAA, Loma Linda, 1050 AM. The station that leaves no listener behind. Why are you listening to this radio station? Why? When you can host your own radio show. You're listening, and you think you can do better? You have a message or a product you want everyone to know about. Host your own radio show. Team up with the area's best radio professionals and let them make you sound like you should be on NBC. KCAA NBC Radio, that is. KCAA produces more than 50 local programs each week on subjects ranging from business and sports to political talk, vegan diets, or even marijuana-related issues. We don't just broadcast on the radio. We broadcast to the world, online, on TV, on social media, on Facebook. You'll be all over. Imagine what your friends will say. And KCAA reaches over 5 million people on three radio stations. Join the staff on 1050 AM, 102.3 FM, and 106.5 FM. NBC Radio. Jump on the KCAA Express. Call 909-793-1065. That's 909-793-1065. And get ready to transmit. You're listening to an encore presentation of this program, KCAA, the Inland Talk Express. Welcome back, everybody. Happy Sunday. I'm your host, Sam Works. I'm your co-host tonight, Kyle Kerrigan. Go. And you're listening to Whatever Works on KCAA, 1050 AM, 102.3 FM, and 106.5 FM. The stations that leave no listener behind. Our guest tonight, we're going to go ahead and go down the line here. Go ahead. Start with Paul. Uh, my name is Paul Bonsignori. I'm the writer and director for the movie Prospectors of the Forgiven, a Western Angie Grisafi de la Rosa, I'm the secretary for the Chamber of Commerce in Mentone, who is putting on the film festival that Paul is in. Yes. <laughs> My name is Skeeter Mann, and I'm in the movie. I play a part of Charlie X, and uh, 
we're mighty proud of this movie. I think we did a really yes. fine job. So if you guys haven't caught that yet, tonight we're going to be talking about uh, a film festival that's going on, right? What is it, next week? Yes. Yes. You want to talk a little more about that? Sure. It's the third an annual uh, Mentone Film Festival, sponsored by the Mentone Chamber of Commerce, under the San Bernardino County Tourism Incentive Program for the unincorporated areas in uh, San Bernardino County. And that's the Economic Development uh, Department that helps us with that. Uh, the festival will be th for three days, November 10th, 11th, and 12th. It will be held in Diamond Jim's Opry House, which is adjacent to the Mill Creek Cattle Company Restaurant. And that location is 1874 Mentone Boulevard, Mentone, California, 92359, for those who may be Googling it or something. <laughs> the, the lineup is uh, for 60 films this year because of the downtime last year. The film festival people didn't have much, many places to put their films. So um, believe it or not, we received, or the film festival committee received about 7,000 submissions this year. Oh, wow. Incredible. So the show times will be each day. They're um, at noon, 2 p.m., 4 p.m., and 6 p.m. Wednesday, November 10th, will be a will be a great family movie at noon, uh, starring Ed Asner, Pat Boone, and Diane Ladd. is called The Miracle in the Valley, and then um, Paul and Skeeter's film will be that evening at six o'clock. Uh, the Prospectors. The Forgiven. The Forgiven. We'll look forward to that. Uh, Veterans Day Thursday. It's a special day for the veterans. Uh, military movies, documentaries, yes. some really good ones. Um, and the veterans can come in free, and also the Mill Creek Cattle Company is offering them a vet, the veterans a free meal. Oh. So that'll be nice barbecue. Awesome. It's very good. Uh, and then Friday, November 12th, uh, there'll be a block of drama, short films at noon. Um, there'll be the dramas, uh, 2 p.m., a lot of thrillers, 4 p.m., family, movies, comedies, and a movie called Bandwidth um, by the a film submitted by Pat Bastini. <laughs> Another Italian. And uh, <laughs> two times award winner for our film festival. And then 7.30 p.m. will be the awards for the best films, the actors, the producers, the red carpet, um, photo ops, and networking. And then stick around because we're going to do some karaoke and have some entertainment after. Nice. Karaoke. <laughs> I do karaoke, guys, so I'll probably be there. So get ready. <laughs> All right. <laughs> And I sing a little country too, so. Ooh. All right. Can't be all bad. And uh, Paul, let's, let's talk about you. What's, what's going on? Who? What? What's your background? Uh, well, uh, I grew up in uh, Medford, Massachusetts, and um, subsequently uh, started training in uh, martial arts and self-defense at an extremely young age. You know, just I was a kid. And I uh, opened up my first dojo when I was, uh, I think, 20 or 21, but I had been teaching a little bit before that. And so I started like 18 teaching. And then I taught full-time for 10 years, and um, I had business partners. And if you know anything about that, everybody has a problem. At, 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 you know, for 10 years, I had a good run, you know? Yeah, right. But we, we got uh, an offer from, uh, the, I don't want to go into it, but we got an offer, and I... I didn't want to sell, but I was the kid of the group, yeah. so oh, gotcha. it's like I didn't have much of a say. Right. So they all thought that they were gonna, you know, I was gonna do more work. Right, right. <laughs> so, no, I said goodbye. Um, so I traveled the earth for uh, ten years because I, I always liked that TV show uh, Kung Fu a long time ago, mm -hmm. and I was like, I'll just do that. 
and I just walked the earth and went all over the world for 10 years, kind of, uh, people thought I was dead, I think. Yeah. And uh, then I resurfaced in Hollywood and um, started making movies almost immediately, because I had, when I had the dojos, people would make movies in my dojo, you know, I was like, okay. I was very receptive to that, and I even took courses before I vanished, and um, so I, I jumped right into it, and I, and I have something, I don't know if I can talk about it, I got shot by a blank on the set of a movie, oh, that's and uh, right in the eye, and, and uh, I was lucky I didn't get killed, and so I said, well, it's like the Three Stooges, there's a lot of idiots making movies now, Three, <laughs> you know, one more ain't going to make a difference kind of attitude, because <laughs> I, I realized how stupid a lot of people were, and I said, okay, I can do this too, it's, it's really, it wasn't for ego's sake, it was more like everyone's kind of the same it's just opportunity mm. and that's kind of how I wound up making the movie was just I had I knew I was going to make a movie eventually so I started grabbing props and oh, getting equipment and hanging out with editors and yeah and all of a sudden stuff happens and wow, that's yeah. Crazy. yeah it's like overnight tenure you know to do something overnight tenure. <laughs> you yeah there, Skeeter's right? Skeeter's one of the main reasons why it happened because he read my script and, okay. he, and I got a phone call. I had no idea. And he says, I read your script, and I have, uh, you know, I want to help you make the movie. Uh, wow. And at the time, I had just got finished with an eight-year job on a TV show. And I, I just was, that two weeks had gone by when, you know, the, the show I was working on ended. And, um, you know, I was like, wow, this, this is really opportune, mm -hmm. you know, because we had the equipment, we had the, I, just, I always help people make their movies. So everyone was dying for me to make a movie. Right. We had actually, right. I think, sometimes shut the gate because people wanted to be on the movie so bad. And when we had, we had an office at Gower. Like, I'm really only the independent people. We somehow had an office on the studios. We, we, we looked better than we were. Yeah? Right, right. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's good, that's good. We didn't have the money, but, we, you know, we were you know, hanging out on the lot. Um, I was impressed. Yeah. It, it, you know, we, we set, a, you know, like auditions for them. I had hundreds of people trying to get on it. And we, you know, we had no money. We didn't have a budget. We had a small budget, but it wasn't, you know, like if I had a real budget, that's why I kind of laugh. Oh, he's a genius. He'd give you a hundred million. I'm a genius, too. You know? I mean, you're, I'm you're, handsome with a hundred million. You're, you're a genius because you're able to pull that off. Yeah, that that's the way million. I look at it. I, I feel vindicated yeah. because the movie is just winning everything it's it's sick i had no idea because when i first started making movies uh we entered festivals and you don't even get a call back <laughs> you, right, you don't yeah, you, right. you don't you know it's very hard to get in a festival even if you got a good movie it's still hard because they get everyone's making a movie but this one here took so much editing i don't think anybody has put that much editing because we didn't have a time restraint. When you give someone, someone gives us $120,000 to make a movie, the gun goes off and you got so many days and so many weeks and everyone gets ulcers. But we were like, hey, let's make a movie and have fun. And, uh, you know, I had money and I wasn't too worried about, because I knew technically what we needed and we needed right. to rise to that occasion. We, we just wanted to make it visually correct and the audio correct, so maybe we wouldn't win the race, but we'd be on the fast tracks. So I'll put right. the first 10 minutes of my movie against any movie out there. Yep, it's right. just the first 10 minutes of my movie, you can't touch it. Exactly. You got the Civil War. You the whole Civil War. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, the, and the first scene that's, you know, 
that's in the movie is, a, is an awesome scene with awesome characters. So even if you just watch the first 10 minutes and go, ah, I don't want to watch the rest. You got, right. you, you got your... The, 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 the pace. pace, the yeah. pace, and yeah. and to make a full length movie, the continuity is very hard. I can make, I help people make music videos, and I helped people make shorts, and that's like a car. When you make a full length feature, it's a jet airplane that you want to go into to the moon, not just to the top of. The, and it's very because the continuity and the air, just if there's a if there's one drop of dead air, it wrecks the concentration right. drops. Right. Stuff. So we. I have a very good DP. He has an Emmy in sound. He's the guy's incredible, but he DP'd this one because he's better with even better than with a camera, and we knew technically what we could get away with. That's the pro a lot of people have big egos and oh we'll do this shot and we'll do that, and they you blow the movie. You don't have that kind of money. You're trying to compete right. with Marvel. You know, yeah, come yeah. on. I mean, come on. Right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, well, lucky for you, you got a good actor here, right? Yeah. Skeeter so Man. Handing it over to the Skeeter Man, he, he came through because on you don't notice it on the little screen as much on the big screen now that we've seen it mm. in, in larger screens. He does carry the whole movie as the, the comic relief, and he keeps the whole movie kind of synced together, and it works even more on the big screen. It was amazing because I hadn't paid attention to him on the small screen. Right. But suddenly I'm watching the big screen and I'm, I'm fixated on Skeeter instead of the other people. You it's know? A, it's and I'm a, like, how did that happen? You know, <laughs> it's on the big screen. He looked. The, he, he came through on the big screen. Yeah, the big, the, big the big screen is um, <laughs> like a different perspective yeah, compared the perspective to the small changed, screen. changed and he, I think because in the opening scene and in the first few scenes he's in there and you kind of, he's, you want to like him and mm. so you just kind of all of a sudden you're watching Skeeter. You're watching him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, and, and on the small screen, I was watching the cool bounty hunters. And you, you know what I'm saying? My, my, my fixation wasn't on Skeeter. And so every time I watch it, either on a small screen or big screen, because I've watched the movie hundreds of times, um, I see something different. I even see uh, computer-generated stuff that I forgot I put in there or somebody else put in there. Mm. And I was like, wow, I didn't know they did that, you know? Because yeah, we had to awesome. send stuff out because the price came down. That's when I, I knew we could make a movie because the price came down on the special effects, hmm. you know? It, came, it used to be tens of thousands of dollars to fake a bullet. Now people do it on their phones. Hey, look at this. Yeah, you know? crazy. That, that was, that, I remember being on, uh, on my first Western, and they wanted $10,000 to have a slow-motion bullet come out of a gun. Ten grand. Oh, wow. That's cool. how much it cost about ten years ago. Mm -hmm. You know, that's crazy. And so as we were making the movie, the technology kept coming in our favor, and because we're in Hollywood on the cutting edge, no one no one understood what we were doing. But the first time we did a composite shot, I knew we could make a full, real movie, like like a technically superior movie, because a composite shot is when you shrink the people, the actors, to like one quarter of the screen or very small, and then you put the castle behind them mm -hmm. and stuff. And that cost a lot of money in the old days. But mm. we were able to find people to do it or do it ourselves because I have a you know bunch of people I work with. And uh, we did a shot where these guys are panning for gold, and we had made this little you know fake river in, in, a, in a drainage ditch. <laughs> and all of a sudden, here was this little stream little river and it was like uh with a big vista behind it and okay. you could see the grass moving and these guys were in the middle of nowhere panning for gold and as soon as i got that cut from the editors i said oh we could make this movie we could do anything now right. and then after that it was just <clears throat> we're off to the races you know so we started doing all cool stuff
So the whole yeah. thing was basically shot at, at our ranch in San Dimas. Oh, okay. Miss gotcha. Sue Perry and I have a, a horse ranch, and uh, I train horses and give horse riding lessons, and um, we were able to shoot the entire movie at our ranch. And uh, with, with a few special effects, we turned it into something that it really wasn't. Uh, we were talking about the river was actually a drainage ditch <laughs> that ran along our property line, and it was dry. So we put a garden hose in there and <laughs> made a river. <laughs> oh, there we go. That's what you got to do. Yeah. Go ahead, awesome. Explain to the people who uh, Skeeter Man is. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, so Skeeter Man is a former working cowboy and now along with Miss Sue Perry, owner-operator of Rockin' Double S Ranch in Ukaipa. Skeeter Man has worked with many well-known stars, including Roy Rogers... Dell Evans, Tex Williams, Riders in the Sky, Johnny Lee, and Del Shannon, to name a few. You've seen Skeeter in movies such as Paint Your Wagon, Million Dollar Baby, Dave, Big Bad Mama, What I've Done, and his latest starring role with Paul, uh, Prospectors of the Forgiven, which is now on Amazon Prime. Uh, you may now also he have heard Skeeter in a syndicated radio program, Country Music Then and Now, originating from Hollywood, California. Winner of the Academy of Western Artists Will Rogers Award for Rising Star of the Year and nominee for Instrumentalist of the Year, Male Vocalist and Group or Duo of the Year. You will hear talents in Southern California singing Cowboy Skeeter Man. Thank you. It's good to be here. Yes. Uh, Skeeter, you, um, you do singing and like songs and stuff, right? Yeah, I, I sing mostly songs. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for that. Uh, I see that you brought your guitar. Would you like to do a little performance right now? Okay, if you like, I could yeah. do a song for you. Sure. Yeah, show us something. All right. Now, I do uh, what's called Western music, which is not to be confused with country. Mm. So okay. um, I'll tell you the difference between a country song and a Western song. You see, in a Western song, the cowboy always kisses his horse. In a country song, the cowboy always kisses somebody else's wife. <laughs> <laughs> and now you know. <laughs> I left my home so long ago, I rambled near and far. Traded my old boots and spurs for a grindstone guitar. What I lost along the way, the good Lord only knows. But I ain't sold my saddle yet, while I still got the time to go. I'm singing, Donnie, catch a horse for me, and know the one that I never could ride. Jake's you snub him up real close, gonna give him another try. 
Me and Ty will ride the cedar brakes and the wild ones rope and tie. And Bonnie Gray, if you're still free, would you be a cowboy's bride? From the big horns to Dakota line where the Belfast River runs. I rode many a frozen mile, but I had a lot of fun. I ran my first wild horses there, Lord, I'll never be the same. I long to see the sun go down on the Thunder Basin Range. I sing it. Donnie catch a horse for me and know the one that I never could ride. Jake, you snub him up real close, gonna give him another try. Powder River Town, let her buck the Missouri's deep and wide. And Bonnie Gray, if you're still free, would you be a cowboy's bride? And Bonnie Gray, if you're still free, would you be a cowboy's bride? I, I wrote the whole score for the movie, Prospectors of Forgiven. Really? I wrote um, nice. all the music, uh, along with a, another friend of ours, uh, Eric Kutchel. Um, he kind of helped me out with a lot of things, playing some of the instruments. And um, together we put this movie together. Um, that song, was that? what's the song called? It's called... Donnie Catch, Catch a Horse. Donnie Catch a Horse. I actually heard that song today. When I was told that we're like interviewing stuff, I was like, I'm about to see what this guy's all about. And I clicked on that song, and that was actually one of my favorite songs that you played. So I'm amazed that you came out tonight and played it. So thank yeah, you. That's that good. was actually written by a good friend of mine, R.W. Hampton. Hmm. And he lives in New Mexico. Great songwriter and a real working cowboy as I am. So we all write about our stuff that we do. <laughs> That's awesome. And obviously, you guys can tell that there's a reason why he's, you know, the nominee for Instrumentalist of the Year, male vocalist and a group or duo. Now, um, your group is the Lone Lost, Canyon, the Lost Lost Canyon, Canyon Rangers. Rangers. Lost Canyon. Yes. And are you guys still performing? And We're doing not things? a group any longer. We, uh, you know, there's only so much of a group you can take. You know, <laughs> no, we were we were very close and uh, we ran our, our gambit, you know, and um, we traveled all over the country, all over several countries, and uh, played a lot of music, uh, put a lot of miles on a lot of vehicles, and ate a lot of junk food. Mm. So, <laughs> and um, right. it just kind of came to an end. You know, it was time. Um, I, I really wanted to go solo, and uh, most of the other people were just tired. They just wanted to retire. So that's what happened. So uh, how did you get started in music? Well, actually, uh, we moved into a house. This is back in southern Illinois um, when I was 10 years old, and I found a guitar in the attic, and it was all downhill from there. So. <laughs> <laughs> so. All right, so where, where can people find your music? Do you have any on uh, online or on Spotify? Or? Uh, yeah, um, actually, CD Baby. You go on CD Baby. I, CD Baby. I got okay. a couple of al albums available on there. Uh, I have a new album that is not on there, and I, I, because I had other people doing that for me, I don't know how to put it on there. So <laughs> I have to find somebody to show me how to put that on there. But uh, it's a great album. It's called Don't Ever Sell Your Saddle. 
and uh, is a, which also is a great song. Uh, who who would you say has influenced you growing up, like writing music or? Oh, well, Marty Robbins. Marty Robbins has got one yeah. of the greatest had one of the greatest voices I've ever heard, and um, people like uh, Roy Rogers. Yeah. Um, uh, Roger Miller. Okay. Glenn Campbell. I was a crazy Glenn Campbell fan when I was in high school. I even had my hair cut like his. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, and he he was one of the greatest singers and one of the greatest guitarists I've ever seen. Yeah, and um, I worked with uh, uh, the great Tex Williams. A lot of people don't remember him or are too young to remember him. He actually had Capitol Records' first million-selling record, a song called oh, wow. "Smoke, Smoke, okay. Smoke That Cigarette," in 1947. <laughs> I was not there for that recording session you know, mm. <laughs> in 1947. So. Have you um, have you met any of your idols like Tex Williams or? I actually worked with Tex Williams for 15 years. He hired That's me as awesome. a guitar player and a backup singer. Oh, dang. And also got to drive the limo. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I got to play on Roy Rogers and Dale Evans' final album, mm. the last album that they did. That's awesome. Which was never released. It was somehow... Uh, producers sometimes play games with stuff where they mm -hmm. just use it as a tax write-off. And that's yeah. what happened. It got, uh, got shelved. Oh man, that's crazy. Yeah. So you got um, so your music is in the films, yes? Yes, You're, yes. All the music that's uh, in the film is is my music. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah. And let, let's talk about the film a little bit. Let's give a little bit of tease to the people that sure. are coming in. Uh, when is the film? Their film playing again? Is that Wednesday or Thursday? Wednesday at six o'clock p.m. Wednesday six o'clock uh, across the street from Mill Creek, right? In Mill Creek. In Mill Creek. In the gotcha. back. Yeah, Diamond Jim's. Opry yeah, House is attached to the Mill Creek oh, okay. Cattle Company. It's See, the big room. Got you. I've only been there twice, so you know, I haven't really expanded over in that area. A lot of people too. don't know about the room. Yeah, that's pretty good. Well, Once you see that room, you will be impressed. It's mm -hmm. very cool. Yeah, yeah. It's an old-time saloon, but it's humongous. That's awesome. Yeah. And does this film festival happen every year, or is this something that was an idea? Well, we started up? in 2019 because of the program, the incentive program. Mm -hmm. And... Um, <clears throat> that was our first year, so we had some really good films, and not you know not, wasn't that big. Then last year, of course, Mock, yeah. you know, couldn't right, do it. Right. Um, and so this is our third year now. But like I said, we had those seven thousand um, yeah. submissions, and people are just looking to get their films, you know. And mm -hmm. we narrowed it down to sixty, so that's kind of tough. That must have been some work, huh? Yeah, we're that's very crazy. proud to be be in that cut. Yes. Yeah, we're yeah. proud too. Yeah. I mean, sixty out of seven thousand. I mean, yeah. the chances are very low. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, and is it typically sixty? Is that why you guys picked that number? Uh, I think yeah, probably. He, uh, the director of the film festival, likes to do a lot of short film. You know, the short films, and then mm -hmm. um, Skeeters is like a ninety-minute, isn't it, Skeeter? Yeah. And so we have some of the full feature ones. But he likes to bring in the comedy and the drama and the animation, so All there's a it, nice yeah. variety. That's yeah. awesome. All right, we got about five minutes. We're going to be going on a quick break real quick. But before we do that, um, you want to play some background music? i got to give a shout-out to my sponsor sure. here. Smoke that cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> All right, That's so good. this is actually called Charlie's Theme. It was the theme that we used for my character, Charlie X, in the movie because okay. he's kind of a comical guy. Okay. So. So, shout out to our sponsor, Second, Ch Second Chance Thrift Store. 
has what you just need in time for the holidays coming up. Located in Yukaipa next to Subs USA, they have been the place to be about for three years now when it comes to thrifting. By the kindness of the community, everything was donated to help the keep store up and running. Shout out to all the people, Yukaipa local businesses to help. Sam Power and his wife are wonderful people, love to talk to their customers, so stop on by. Second Chance Thrift Store, located at 34919 Ukaipa Boulevard, next to Subs USA, open 11 to 7 every single day. Holidays may differ. All right, Skeeter, play us one more song before we go on break. see much on the big screen anymore and kids don't ride along with Roy or Gene and that ain't really him with all those feathers in his hat and some Frenchman's name embroidered on his jeans but he's still out there riding fences still makes his living with his rope Long as there's a sunset, he'll keep riding for the brand. You just can't see him from the road. Well, he never learned to two-step. Hell, he barely learned to walk. But he's worn a lot of leather off the tree. He's had one or two good horses that he counts among his friends. Never drew a breath that wasn't free. He's still out there riding fences Still makes his living with his rope And as long as there's a sunset He'll keep riding for the brand You just can't see him from the road Well, he's tall in the saddle Short on the cash The last to quit and the first to buy the beer Well, he's a knight in leather armor Still living by the code It's made him what he's been A hundred years And he's still out there Riding fences Still makes his living With his rope As long as there's a sunset He'll keep riding for the brand You just can't see him from the Long as there's a sunset, you'll keep riding for the brand. You just can't see it from the road. All right, you guys, that was awesome. What's up? I know how to two-step, by the way. All right. <laughs> like that. All right, you guys, we're going on a quick break, but we have here uh, Skeeter Mann. He is a uh, actor and songwriter. We have Angie here, the secretary of the Chambers of Commerce in Mentone. And we got Paul Bonsignor. You did it. Hey, there you go. <laughs> and we got co-host Kyle. You guys listen to Whatever Works on KCAA 1050 AM. We'll be right back on this quick five-minute break. And we're going to talk more about the film festival and the movie that's getting produced in the, uh, next week called The Forgiven. Prospects of the Forgiven, yes? All right, you guys. Tune in. Feeling blessed, never stressed. Got that sunshine on my Sunday bed. From the 
Bureau of Economic Geology, this is Earth Date. There's one Earth system that constantly affects our lives, yet we hardly think about it. That is, until we turn 50 and we're confronted with the evidence. I'm talking, of course, about gravity. Working against it keeps our muscles toned, and the rest of us, not so toned. But it keeps us standing upright, keeps water in our glasses and in the oceans. In fact, the Earth as we know it couldn't exist without gravity. All objects exert a gravitational pull on other objects. The strength of this pull is determined by the object's size and density. The Sun has more gravitational pull than the Earth, which holds the Earth in orbit around it. The Moon has less than the Earth, and thus orbits around us, but still has enough gravity to pull on Earth's water, causing tides. If the Earth had a smooth surface and were the same density in all places, gravity would be the same everywhere, but it's neither of these things. If you're standing next to a mountain and holding a lead weight in a string, that weight would not hang perfectly straight, but would be drawn slightly toward the mountain. Not enough for you to notice, but measurable with a sensitive instrument. Mountain ranges in general have stronger gravitational pull than, say, oceans, since rock is denser than water. It's the different densities of different places on Earth that cause Earth's gravity to vary. We'll explore the surprising things that changing gravity reveals on a future Earth date. I'm Scott Tinker, and thank you for listening. Earth Date is produced by the Bureau of Economic Geology at the University of Texas at Austin. Earth Date is researched by Julie Hennings, written by Harry Lynch, and distributed by Mark Blunt and Casey Walker. For more stories, follow us on Facebook or visit earthdate.org. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In these trying times, many people are depressed and lost because the future of our society is up in the air. If you're turning to substance abuse because you're feeling there is no hope, we have a way for you to see the light. SAD, or Stop Abusing Drugs, is a nonprofit organization that will help you at no cost to you stop abusing drugs. Founded by Tony Navarchi, SAD will refer you to the top detox doctors in your area. SAD will pay every and any cost for you, including doctor visits, counseling, and medications. If you need help, SAD is there for you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. If you or a loved one needs help, or if you have a suggestion or idea for Tony, you can reach out to him by calling 844-493-3386. That's 844-493-3386. Or email Tony at Tony at SadDetox.com. That's Tony at S-A-D-D-E-T-O-X.com. 
Silva and Silva Law is here for all your living trust needs. As attorneys, it's hard to tell someone it's too late to draft a will or living trust. Planning for one's final wishes is never easy, and the last thing you want to do is leave a mess for your children to clean up, or even worse, have to go through the probate process. Silva and Silva Law is a father-daughter law firm located in downtown Redlands. Find us on Facebook or call 909-798-1500. 909-798-1500. Have your revocable living trust drafted by an experienced attorney and tailored to your specific needs. Call Silva and Silva Law, 909-798-1500. From the moment the lights dim and the screen flickers to life until that final camera fade and the crowd sits up, there's no other experience like seeing a film. Movies make us feel alive. They bring us together. And now it's time for the Mentone Film Festival, November 10th through the 12th in Mentone, presented by the Chamber of Commerce and Diamond Jim's Opera House, and on stage on the back lot, both at the Mill Creek Cattle Company Restaurant at noon, 4 p.m. and 6 p.m. daily, located at 1874 Mentone Boulevard in Mentone, hosted by the Mill Creek Cattle Company and in part by this radio station. Wednesday is Western Night on November 10th with a salute to veterans on Veterans Day on Thursday, November 11th, and Day 3 brings film awards Friday, November the 12th. More info and very affordable tickets can be found online at mentonefilmfestival.com. That's MentoneFilmFestival.com. Now, get ready to enjoy a great local film festival. Wow. <laughs> and it's, it's not tough to eat. It's like oh, yeah, tender Frank. and they've got hot spicy. They got, it's a little crazy. Hey, feeling good. Like I should When in Durkle walk around the neighborhood Feeling blessed Never stressed Got that sunshine on Alright you guys, we are back from our break. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, if you guys are just tuning in, you guys are listening to Whatever Works. I'm your host, Sam Works, and I got my co-host right here, Kyle. I got um, movie director and what else What else are you? You're a bunch of things. There's a whole list. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Paul, what's your last name again? How do you pronounce it's, it? It can be, it's Bonsignori, and it can be pronounced so many different ways. Yeah, that's, the, that's e the real. The I, I, I'm Italian, but I can't speak a word of Italian, yeah. so I'm just bon going with what the old timers told me. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, it's Bonsignori, yes. would be the real hardcore. Right. So, Paul Bonsignori. Yeah, uh, yeah. And that's better than the way I say because people have which name, Paul Bonsignori. I don't put the twang on it. I get, yes. I get laugh when I try to do accents or, or speak another language. I'd be in another country trying to order something. I start cracking up and, and I'd have to leave the restaurant. Because I, have I, a, I have a small side note about that. Well, yeah, so he is the director of one of the films that's going to be at the film festival Wednesday at 6. It's a three-day event over in Mentone. Uh, we actually have Angie here. She's the secretary of the Chambers of Commerce for Mentone. And we also have the actor and singing man, the, what was it, the year and nominee of the instrumentalist of the year, male vocalist and group of the year. His name is Skeeter Mann. Now, Skeeter, is that your real name? Of course. Of course. All right. Just, just checking. <laughs> Not to be confused with Spider-Man. Oh. <laughs> Close yes. enough, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, on, okay. So a little side note. You're talking about accents. Um, 
I'm, I have a little Asian in me, right? I'm Filipino. And every time I try to do, like, either an Irish accent or an Australian, no matter what accent it is, it always turns to be, like, an Asian accent. <laughs> <laughs> like, it just never hides, you know? So it's kind of crazy. Um, so, yeah, so uh, this week at, mm, what time does it start? Four? Uh, on Wednesday? The whole thing. Noon. At no, the the, every day there's a 12 o'clock, there's a noon, a 2 o'clock, a 4 o'clock, and a 6 o'clock. Mm. So there's four, four show times each okay. day. There you go. Okay, so let's talk about the movie. Well, we're all here to listen mm -hmm. to, right? Let's talk about the film. Let's, um, how, how'd you come up with it? What was the story behind all this? Um, well, I, I wanted to make a movie um, in Hollywood because I'd been there for a while and you know doing experimentation movies and short movies and helping other people make their movies and um it was just a question of time where i i, I had enough equipment and people interested that i i knew it was going to happen eventually because I, I i'm good at putting talented people together i just have a natural ability to do it and um basically i started prepping for it before anyone even knew I was going to shoot it. So uh, I knew what I, there's a lot of elements involved. And if you don't know every single element down to the finest detail, even though you don't might not follow that element, you got to know about it. You know what I'm saying? Or, or that's what's going to kill you. That's, that's what's going to wreck your movie. Everyone wrecks their own movie. You give up on the movie in editing eventually. You never finish it. You just go, ah, oh, we can't do it anymore. We've massaged it enough. And <laughs> this is, it is what it is, you know. But it, money will make it even better, you know. If, if you, you know, you, you bring in other elements through money and you make the movie a little bit better. So there's no end to a movie. You can, you know, you could add a scene to the movie, you know. So eventually you got to decide not to, you know, you got to finish editing. And, uh, but, so I had been gathering as much of the elements as I could and it was like a perfect storm it, it it all worked because I had tried it a few times before that and I knew when to shut it down right away as soon as I saw I could see the future I can I can put together something in my head all the way through to see how far it can go uh, best case scenario worst case scenario kind of thing and um, I knew I knew what level we could bring it to which was just good enough to to be with the big players just, yeah. you know and, and it's like and that's all i was shooting for it had no ego it wasn't i'm making gone with the wind it's like <laughs> i know what camera i got i know what equipment i got i know what sound equipment i got but like i said i had some uh, a big shout out to my uh friend will uh, uh who died he was our um art director art director and uh he was a big help uh, because uh, he was the guy who does our posters at the time and everything. Mm -hmm. And uh, when you have people like that, you can't buy him. He, he was right. so good that, you know, if he didn't want to do it, he, he wouldn't do it because he was a real artist. And real artists, won't, in the end, don't care about the money. Right. They'll work with you because they like you or they want to because they like the project. And that's who I surround myself with. I'm not, I don't want any favors from people. I tell everyone, you, it's a revolving door. You, you come when you want and you leave when you want. I owe you nothing and you owe me nothing. And I'm just having fun. You want to be on the bus with me? I look behind me, there's 100, 200 people. I look behind me, there's nobody. But it doesn't matter because I'm doing what right. I need to do. You know, I don't need, I don't need the pat on the back. I don't, you know. So I knew the movie was going to get done and I knew we could bring it to a certain level 
and then you walk away from it because you're an artist. I finished the painting, and I'm done. I, I could care less if anyone even watched it, you know. Yeah, definitely. And that's when one of the actors was like, "Ah, oh, you know, what do you do? You know, do something with it." And I'm right. like, "Eh, I had a distributor, but they're all crooks." And and <laughs> and, and um, the one that I picked, it was ten years in business, went bankrupt as soon as you know I. I my movie with them so I, luckily I didn't lose a fortune you know because right. a lot of my friends they make movies and they lose tens of thousands of dollars. Oh, yeah. remember 97% of movies lose money they don't make their, their money oh, wow. no one knows that they think oh I'm going to make a movie it's a carrot and a stick every <laughs> once in a while they'll pretend they made the movie by themselves like clerks or something like that and, you, you know and, and this Sundance took over all you know it's, it's all a joke you know but the, the, the thing is you gotta. There is talent out there, and if if you have all the elements and you can put it all together, you can make something that's at least watchable. And right. if it's your niche, I'll watch. I'll watch it. You know. So there are, there is a certain percentage of people that are gonna watch the movie and go, at least it's new, and and the techniques <laughs> and the, and the and the stuff looks better than 30 years ago. Some of the you know the special effects, if you use it right now, today now everyone's shooting like. 80 bullets and they're all super women and they can beat up guys and the guy has a gun and he can shoot 90 bullets out of the gun. I don't, I don't play it that way, you know. I base my stuff on reality right. and I turn it into fantasy and that makes you feel good when you leave because you can kind of like, I could be that dude. I could, you know, I, I'm not great with a gun, but I bet you I would have won too. You know, oh, right. you know what I'm saying? You can walk out and you feel like it's just kind of make it like it's, a it's, it's like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's like, and then like when you watch a movie and the woman's beating up five people, if I'm a girl and I walk out, it's like, well, I can't beat up five people. <laughs> it's like that movie. I don't know if I like that or not. I don't think anybody know? wants to beat Charlie. And, and these guys are all like James Bond. I've met. You know, those kind of people, they're pencil pushes who are weak, you know, most of them, you know. So, so you know, it's not what people think, you right. know. And, and uh, some people appreciate it. Other people go, well, nobody flew in that movie. So uh, what can I tell you? Nobody's going to fly in my movie. Yeah, you know, it's not, it's not it's what it's about. So this is Prospectors, The Forgiven? Right? Yeah. And it yeah. premieres 6 p.m.? 6 p.m. this Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. Okay, so what's the movie about? It's it's a it's I, I always wanted to make a movie that's post war, not during the war, and uh, because it's really what's more important is what happens after the war. Right. Because there's like a ton of people involved, and they were all creamed. That was like a really civil war was no joke. Everyone thinks it's sexy. <laughs> it's, you know, <laughs> war is sexy. It's not. It's dysentery. You know. So, yeah. so, so I, I try to make it like okay. People have mental problems, too, after mm -hmm. war. But I don't want to be preachy about it. So what I do is I make real-life kind of situations, enhance them a little bit. And there are, the whole movie is based off stuff that I either was firsthand, was involved with, or, you know, it's kind of uh, like a... Let's, let's, you know, something I can relate to, uh, except for, well, you know, uh, there's some of it that's, that's totally fabricated. But in essence, it's I don't go too far away from uh, what is you know really going to happen you know most people cannot fight at all you know and, and i've been in situations where it's life and death and i've seen the toughest guys going get in a fetal position on the ground because they've, yeah. they're big and tall and muscular and suddenly someone's got a knife to their throat and they fold like a house of cards you, you know what i'm saying so you never know how people are going to react and most people react 
well, not the way you think they're going to react. Right. They panic. Uh, and, and I saw that. I was in situations where, you know, five of the toughest dudes around me were panicking. And I'm like, dudes, if, you can't panic now. This is the time. To, <laughs> no, this ain't the same when that happens. You know, we got to get out of here alive. You know, so, so the thing is... Um, I, I look at a lot of the movies now, and there's just too much fantasy, and I don't think that makes you feel good to to be overdosed by fantasy because it makes you feel like you don't measure up. You know, okay. I'm not yeah. a superhero. Yeah. There we go. I'm nobody. I don't have any superpowers. You know, and and I hate that because we're all about we're all just you know frail. Things. That's why I wake up in shock every day I'm alive still. It's like if you look at dogs, they're like just happy they woke up and no one ate them. You, 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 know, you know what I'm saying? It is just, you got to kind of go back to that simple way of uh, like just be thankful every day that you, you, you can get up because one day you're not going to get up, you know? So enjoy the game. It's like a big video game nice. and see you to the end, you know, and have a little bit of fun. And, and that's it, you know? So I try to do that by having my... The stuff that I work on uh, grounded, and I want the person to feel good. You know, good. I want them to feel good when they leave the theater. You know? So, uh, Skeeter, you were one of the actors in his film. Yes, correct. How is acting for? Like, how was that movie? Do you do you think that you really uh, made the movie better, or like expanded like the people's minds? I hope that I did. Um, I had a great time doing the part. Um, Charlie X. Okay, he's the character that I played. And Charlie, uh, when he was a, a child, he, he was uh, an orphan. So that's why they call him Charlie X. He has no last name. Mm. Uh, and, um, and everybody used to pick on him. And they would throw rocks at him. He got hit in the head with a rock when he was a child. So now he's an adult, and he's like, you know, half a bubble off. Mm -hmm. You know, he's not quite nuts. He's not crazy, but he's just not as quick as he could have been. Yeah. And um, it was, at first it was very hard to play him, but then I figured out it was typecasting. So <laughs> and and um, we had a great time with it. But um, I, I did have to take a moment to get into character, and uh, to especially different scenes that we had. And um, Miss Sue also was in the movie, Miss Sue Perry. And uh, she's standing over there, hi. <laughs> and, um, she plays like the, the rich lady of the town, and she doesn't like Charlie. She only oh, okay. likes to make him work, which also is typecasting, because so, we run a ranch together. <laughs> so, but uh, It's kind of like real life. But um, we had a great time doing it, and, and Miss Sue did a wonderful job of acting as well. And um, I think the Charlie added to the movie. I'm not sure it could be the same movie without him. You know, I think it, okay. he kind of yep. made that happen. Even though he's he's referred to as comic relief, he really kind of is the the glue that holds it all together. Mm. Right. And uh, okay. another guy, uh, Frank, uh, well, William Frank Painter is the name you'll see on the credits, but it, we call him Frank. And he is uh, one of my best friends, and I invited him to come be in the movie. I had no idea this boy could act. He won <laughs> Best Supporting Actor in one of the film festivals. Oh, I, wow. He okay. really did a fine job of acting. I'm very yeah. proud of him. Yeah. yeah. Got some, some really good things. It's po because it's a, a post-war town, it's an entourage of uh, people. So it's kind of, you know, there's gamblers and there's uh, what we call um, uh, 
fallen women, so to speak, and, mm. and things of that nature. And everyone's just trying to survive. And there's a pecking order to the town, you know, the mayor and the bankers and, and the sheriff and the marshals and, and everybody have their power and the, the, the robbers have their power. And, but everyone's kind of messed up because it's a northern and southern town together because it's California. Oh, gotcha. So it's not like we're all Confederates or we're all Yankees. It's like everybody is everybody. You know, there's, there's, we have a lot of different types of people in, in the movie, a lot of different scenarios, because in, in the end, when you're a traveler and you land somewhere and you're with other travelers, you're all kind of the same, you right. know, and you all have your own mental problems. I, you know, everyone's insane. It's just how much discipline yeah, you can hold like it together. Yeah. The war, right? And, and yeah. they're not really because they grew up together. And then some of them went to the north, some of them went to the south because their family maybe in, you know, Kentucky was doing one thing. Oh, all right, I'll join that one. They didn't really have an opinion okay, which side gotcha. to join at the beginning. It was just like, oh, yeah, I guess I'll join the north, I guess, you know. But mm -hmm. when it was over, they just want to go back home and pan for right. gold. Okay. And, like, I don't want to, I don't want nothing but eating and panning for gold or hanging over. around yeah, town. Yeah. Over. But, uh, but a lot of them had mental problems because of that and Frank the one Skeeter's talking about and he is a, a guy who comes from a very large family in the movie and his whole family are criminals and he was a criminal before the war after the war but it, it just he had an epiphany maybe and he just doesn't really get into it in the movie he just decides like wait a second I don't have to be like that and so he tries to become a good person and we know that good people get you know getting a lot of problems because they're trying to be good you know so um you don't know uh to give you a little teaser um he, he's asked to kill somebody and he doesn't want to do it but then he gives in to temptation because it's someone he doesn't like and and he's getting the free pass to do it which is based on real stuff uh, right yeah and so he decides to do it but once he does it it doesn't sit well because he, he he realizes like, you know, I can't be doing that stuff. You know, I'm, I'm just, that's doesn't matter what the reasons are. You just don't do that kind of thing. And uh, he goes up to a, to an area and you think he's going to, you know, to contemplate right. suicide. Is that you at know. the end? Uh, no. Uh, things happen, you no. know. But the idea okay. is... Don't tell too much. It's, oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> we, don't, we don't know if he so kills himself at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he does, to be honest, which, uh, you know, it yeah, just happens, you know. Yeah, yeah but, um, but, it, but it's a very... Uh, it's one of my favorite parts of the movie because right as he's, you know, feeling bad, he reminisces about the war and we go back into another part. We get to go back in time to, you know, the, how the war went and, and so on again. So we get to revisit the Civil War. So there's two big Civil War scenes that took a long time to put together. Right? Wow. I mean, I spent years uh, putting those Civil War scenes together. People don't realize just how hard it is to film war because you think you know where you want to shoot. Unless you set the, some shots you set up, but other stuff is just, you know, you, you just like a, you just let it happen, you know? And the problem with that is, is you're looking over there, then you're looking over there. So when you get the editing, it's like all shaky camera, and you oh, miss yeah, the yeah, shot over definitely. here, and you're oh no. You and you, do it again. So so a lot of it we had a stage so that we actually got the shot. Like you'll see close-ups of Skeeter in, in the Civil War and, and some of the other guys, and uh, and then other shots um, was uh, you know I, I vision, envisioned in my head what I wanted to see. Like we got a cool shot where there's a cannon fire and the smoke the wind had happened to be going towards the camera. 
So the cannon goes off, and then the big wave of smoke comes right towards the camera, and then we fade into another oh, scene, nice. and it's so cool. It was like, I'm like, ah, I like awesome. this one. You know, I like this one. You know, so, so you get those moments. But basically, the movie is about a post-war civil town trying to get along, try, nice. trying to figure out how to make stuff work for everybody, and everyone's got their little gimmick. You know, Skeeter works in the movie. He's like a handyman. He goes around, he works for everyone, and they take advantage of him. And then you got your, your it's kind of cool because you think Seinfeld show like that was around a, a couch. So we go and we, we do stuff in, in a poker table. And he's kind of set up what's going to happen at a poker table a little bit. There's these guys, regular poker players. And then you, know, and you get the little conversation. And then boom, you're out though in the field after that. So it's, you don't get that claustrophobic feeling that you get in a lot of independent movies where it was all shot on a couch in a room yeah. or in front of a coffee shop and that's it. You know, yeah. and remember to shoot a period piece is like a thousand times harder than to shoot a, uh, just a normal like how we're sitting here. Yeah. You, you can I can pump those out like there's no tomorrow. When you're doing a period piece, that's a big difference. Wow. Big difference. Um, so the the ser or so prospectors the forgiven. Is there going to be um, any more movies? I have a script ready to go. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, it was a, actually the script we, we were going to shoot, but it, it's, again, uh, there is, it does cost money for certain things. So what right. we did was we took a portion of the script I wrote and, and uh, created it uh, for this movie. So we have a, another movie that's all scripted, ready to go. We already know, you know how we could shoot it and all that. We just, the thing is, like I said, 97% of movies don't make money. You need someone who, who's doing it for a tax write-off or they have a product and it's product placement. So I'm trying to develop a product like Borax, you know, you know, yeah. they, you have the, you know, you have the product and you, um, and, and you make the movie and they advertise their product for your movie. And that's kind of the way you want to. There you go. go. If you guys like his movie going in on Wednesday at 6 p.m., uh, check out his other movie that's coming in the future. Uh, Angie, you had something. I just want to say you can find out more about the movies at mentonefilmfestival.com. Everything's there. I'll tell you a little bit about each movie. And we hope to see you there. Yes, and they're actually going to be there. Um, during that showing, right? Yes. So we yeah. got Skeeter Man, we got Angie, and we got Paul Bond right here. I like that, Paul Bond. I'm gonna get <laughs> Alright, you guys. Um, so yeah, stay tuned. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. I know we did. We had a lot to talk about. If you guys ever want to go back and re-listen, just go to KCARadio.com or you can go on Spotify. We're on all streaming platforms. Um, I will see you guys next week. You guys are listening to Whatever Works on KCA 1050 AM, 102.3 and 106.5. Everyone falls down some. The 90 Second Naturalist. Hi there, I'm Thane Maynard. Have you ever wondered who is the longest living animal in the world? Some creatures are amazing. Box turtles in your yard live over 100 years. Giant Galapagos tortoises, over 150. And some of the great whales are known to live that long as well. But the world record for birthdays celebrated belongs to a 507-year-old quahog clam. That's right. To determine how old the clam was, scientists counted the number of rings on its shell. Just like trees, clams have growth rings, with each ring representing the same amount of time. Clam growth rings are visible on the inside and the outside of the shell, but the rings on the inside of the shell are better protected and therefore usually more reliable. So it turned out that the quahog in question was even older than scientists originally suspected. More recently, 
Scientists applied a more sophisticated dating method to the clam shell, including carbon-14 testing. Embedded in its rings in the form of oxygen isotopes are 500 years of clues about the changing ocean temperature. Scientists also hope to learn its secret to such a long life. The 92nd Naturalist is a production of Cincinnati Public Radio and the Cincinnati Zoo and is supported by the Garing Center for Family and Private Business. If you're ready for a Las Vegas vacation, here's an offer you can't refuse. The Vegas Travel Center is offering three days and two nights in Vegas free. Just call 909-406-7400. The offer includes accommodations with two free tickets to Great Las Vegas Entertainment with free meals. So if you're planning a trip to Vegas, you need to jump on this right now. Just call 909-406-7400. Obviously, an offer like this is not going to last. So call now, 909-406-7400 for your three-day, two-night Vegas vacation. That number again, 909-406-7400. Call now. Tehebo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus does not grow on. As a result, it naturally has antifungal, anti-infection, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system, and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit TeheboTeaClub.com. Tehebo is spelled T like Tom, A-H-E-E-B like boy, O, then continue with the word T and then the word club. The complete website is TeheboTeaClub.com or call us at 818-610-8088, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-610-8088, TeheboTeaClub.com. Robert Manny's The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love is a fast-paced tale of flawed men and savvy women competing for love, sex, power, and money in the city where they play for keeps. It's the men's successor to Sex in the City. The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love is a sexy romp through the fast-moving, high-stakes world of Madison Avenue. Available now on Amazon and wherever books are sold. For several years, KCAA has been marketing the Longevity brand of nutritional and personal care products. Our experience with Longevity has been 100% positive, so we are pleased to recommend them to you. Regarding nutritional supplements, we recommend Pollen Burst in the berry flavor and Tangy Tangerine 2.0 in the tablet form. For regularity issues, we recommend 3-Day Cleanse, and for personal care, we recommend Morning Hydration Cream. You can shop online for Longevity at www.kcaateam.com or you can order by phone by calling 800-982-3197 and tell customer support that you are part of the KCAA team. Longevity is an American company based in San Diego. Call Longevity at 800-982-3197. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.